Welcome to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, your guide for leadership and workforce development within your small business. Rise to your next level when you tune in and decide to dream loudly. I'm really excited to bring an Enneagram episode back into the podcast. I really don't know the last time that I've done an Enneagram episode, and it's still an element of what I do with my clients in my corporate job, and frankly, just all the time. If you know me, we're talking personality assessments in some capacity. But often before you think about team development, you want to think about that candidate and when you hired them. And so before they were even an employee or a team member, What was it like when they were an applicant applying to that job? And so what's really important with your team goes all the way back to the interview of, do you have a mutual understanding of what you're looking for, what they can do in that job, in that role? Are there clear expectations so that when you hire them, there's an opportunity for a really strong start, a solid foundation? Another piece of that is how much do they cost, right? You might you might save money on the hourly rate, but they need six months of training and development to get up to speed and a lot of your support, which might be fine for where you are in your business. Or you might need someone who can hit the ground running, comes in with solid expertise. They've done this exact same thing that you're working on before, but recognize that like both of those positions they're going to want to grow. They're going to want something new. And you have to find the right balance for what you need, what your business needs, for where you are balancing out time, cost, energy, etc. But when you think about the team development after they've already joined you, you want to know what motivates them, what drives them, what's going to help them roll out of bed and log on and do the work that you've asked them to do every single morning. If they're working on site with you, then what's going to get them excited to take that commute into your office and connect with you and the rest of the team on a consistent basis. And so the Enneagram is just one of many tools. I'll acknowledge there's a lot of great resources out there, but I'm biased. It's a personal favorite. And I love using the Enneagram to understand others. Now I will say that social media does love to throw out a bunch of stereotypes and throw some not so great elements of it but social media is all about getting the clicks and the likes. And so that's why they play the stereotypes. And so don't judge someone because they upfront, they're like, I'm a type blank. And you're like, oh, those are the worst because social media said that they're the worst. There's a lot of things that come into that. And on social media, people are just playing to the likes and the algorithm. They're not necessarily getting into the core traits of those types. So there are no good or bad types. There is no right or wrong. There are definitely healthy seasons and not so healthy seasons that each type might portray, but that is not based on the individual. That is based on like life. So there's still cultural norms and gender norms and a million other things that come into play, but also think about what your business needs so that you know how to motivate them. What type of leader are you? Because are you going to frustrate someone and then they quit? Or are you going to motivate and encourage them that they want to step up and perform and exceed expectations, etc. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to what motivates and drives each of these types as they relate to a team. And so whether it's manager to employee type of relationship or even kind of equal colleagues working together, you know, your operations person turning to talking to the finance person, talking to the client services in and, you know, delivery person, 
all of these people coming together in a team meeting or one-on-one project, what is going to help them stay motivated? Now, along like similar to social media, I am going to keep it very general because again, every individual is different. Um, A man and a woman of the same type are going to look very different because of, again, societal norms um, and a million other factors that play in. But I will start off by talking about the type two. Um, There are nine types. Yes, there's a type one. It'll make sense in a second if you're new to the Enneagram. But the type two of the Enneagram is known as a helper. They're very servant-minded. And so they're going to go out of their way to help anyone else in their business. This person works really great in an administrative role or an operations-focused role because they just want to see the puzzle get put together. They want to see the problem solved. They like the logistics and the inner workings, not because that's how their brain is wired, but because they know it helps another person whose brain is not wired that way. Um, And so they're always going to do what they can to help you. And every time that they say yes to a project, it's because they they want to say yes. They want to be in essence, a people pleaser that's kind of who they are at their core. And so it's your job as a leader or even uh, another person to say, hey, is that too much on your plate? Can I take something back from you? Or I'm not going to give that to you until you let me know you have the bandwidth because they're never really going to say no. So definitely work to give them the out. But know that this person is very servant minded. They want to help. They want to serve. They want to see the success of others. And so they're always going to work to towards that then you have your type three they're known as the performers they want the recognition for a job well done but here's the awesome thing about that they're going to work their butts off they're going to earn every ounce of that recognition um they're going to work hard they're going to drive they're going to be committed to whatever the cause is please say thank you to them please let them know that you see their efforts please tell them to rest and relax as, as much as possible and then you also have your type four known as the individualist, they have a unique drive. They want people to see how they stand out and that they're different, but they do it as a way to connect with others. And so I always go back to a thing that was very late 90s, early 2000s. I know it's before and after of both of those years, but you know, you think of that punk goth emo person and those are multiple things that I'm kind of lumping together but you know they wore all black they had the makeup they had the spikes in their hair the spikes on the belt the spikes on their shoes and they did those things to show how different and unique they were but all the goths hang out together and so that was the thing that they connected with that was the common trait that they had and then they found their group and they stayed with each other and so there is still a a unique connection Now your twos, threes, and fours are all doing things to kind of be seen by other people, whether it's helping, performing, or just standing out and showing how different they are. If they're not able to stand out and do something uniquely, they're going to feel ashamed of themselves. And that's something that could lead them to leave your business. I'm not good enough for her. I'm not helping enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not unique enough. Therefore, they don't need me, they don't want me, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And so just be mindful of those types. How can you show them that they matter, that you care, that you want them around so that they will stick around and so that they'll be encouraged to keep working. So not every type wants that recognition, but some types really 
some types do need that awareness and that recognition to come from an external party so that they'll show up and keep doing their job. So even if they're like, they're good enough, they're not a rock star, let them know this is good, thank you, so that they will continue to perform or even elevate their performance. The opposite is gonna cause them to probably quit or at least really not do well in their job. So then you have your five, six, and sevens um, that I'm gonna talk about next. And so your five is known as the investigator. They like learning all the steps. They like getting into the details. They want to be in the weeds. Maybe not every single day, but they wanna understand what's going on behind the scenes. Um, your type six is known as the loyalist. They wanna know if you have their back and in return that psychological safety is going to allow them to step up and perform and navigate the job the way that you're asking them to. So like they just need that safety of their safety in numbers, their safety in your role, their security because you're the only marketing person, whatever it is that you can give them, that confidence to know, okay, they have my back, they're gonna have your back in return and they're going to excel at their work just from having that like security of knowing that you want them there, that you value them, that you see them. Um, and then the enthusiast to type seven, they just, they're here for a good time, right? They're all about the celebrate the little wins, celebrate the big wins, celebrate the milestones. Is everyone having a good time? They're the person that has the playlist ready for the office. They have music in the background. If they work from home and they work alone, there's a whole dance party happening when the cameras are off. And so they wanna keep that energy and excitement going. Your five, six, and sevens, although on the outside look very different, one's driven by knowledge, one's driven by you know loyalty and community, one's driven by having a good time and kind of partying, all of them are going to say, if I'm not seeing the positive that I'm looking for, I am fearful that I'm going to get fired. And I'm saying that kind of dramatically, but that's where their brain goes to. They have this innate fear. And with that fear, again, it's going to cause them to say, I'm not wanted, I'm not important, I don't know enough, they don't care about me, they're not about having a good time. I need to find something different for the work that I am doing. And so how can you motivate that person to stick around longer? How can you recognize and acknowledge them? How can you give them a new project to research as a type five or your type six, how can you let them know, hey, this is your buddy, mentor, partner, you know, your go-to resource uh, for someone. So maybe it's not you as their manager, but maybe there's another team member that they can work closely with to have that connection and that type of safety that they're looking for. Um, and so if you're curious, like, what is my type? How do I figure out how to connect this with my team members, please know that I do strategy sessions where I love to deep dive into the Enneagram and how it applies to where you are in your business and how you and your team can take things to the next level by having that awareness. So when you know yourself, then you can know your business, know your goals, and then you have the ability to build that strategic plan, take the right action that allows you to execute on your goals. So if you're interested in a strategy session, see the low the link in the show notes and connect with me so that we can get you started right away. You wanna make sure that you start 2024 with a really strong connection and awareness of where you're going, how you're getting there, and how your team is helping you excel in all of those things. And so the last category that I'm gonna talk about um, 
uh, the last three types of the Enneagram, they are driven by their gut, their instinct. And so the eight is known as a challenger and not a challenger in a bad way. They're gonna encourage you to think outside the box. They're gonna have new ideas, what might seem like a crazy idea, but then when you go, hey, no one else has done that before, we should try it because it's gonna get us a better result, a cooler result, something different. They're really great at helping you stand out in your industry. And so that's a really great thing to have. And so don't think of Challenger as a negative thing. It's actually a strong and beneficial thing. Hint, hint, I'm a type eight. I love to challenge you to reach for the moon so that you can excel in what you're doing and growing your business to the next level. And so they work really well um, on teams just as much as, as a coach or as a consultant resource because they're gonna help you think outside the box and get outside of that own internal spiral that we all end up on and think about what's next. And so they're always gonna help you reach the finish line and they're really natural leaders as well. And then your type nine is known as the mediator. Um, and I say that very much as like, they wanna keep the peace, they want that balance. They're often the nice balance of like work hard, play hard, like we got our job done, now let's go celebrate. We have done all the research, now let's go execute. If there's actual trouble between two people, they're naturally great at mediating and finding that commonality so that people can go back towards working on the goal at hand and not the random stuff in between. And so really great for finding that balance. Um, and they're kind of innately motivated um, in comparison to someone who's gonna need that external validation from you. And then your type one, known as the idealist, they want the right answer the right way at the right time. Um, and so there's an element of that, especially if you're thinking about copywriting and grammar, what does my website look like? Can you review this um, you know, article or these notes that we're putting out here? Can you review this sales page? They're going to make sure that things are buttoned up really, really well behind the scenes as well as front facing. And so a really great resource to have on your team. Again, all of these are great resources to have on their team, as long as you know how you can keep them motivated and what drives them behind each and everything that they're doing or thinking as well. And so your eights, nines, and ones, if they aren't able to think outside the box, kind of find that perfect balance or just really do that right thing. And so to a type one, there is always a right answer. That's just how their brain is wired. If they're not able to see that positive thing they're looking for, they will come across as angry. And so not angry in the fact that they're going to like destroy property or anything ridiculous, but that anger is going to make them think, is this not the place for me? Should I look for somewhere else to continue to grow and explore um, in my career, in my goals, and to get what I need? And so when you're very aware of what a type is looking for, once they've joined your team, again, not during the interview, but hey, this is what you're here for. You're, you hire someone based on kind of a general fit and personality. Do they have the expectations of what you're looking for? You know, are they an eight out of 10 on my checkbox of things that I need? Do they have, can I teach them the last two, right? Th those are the things that you think about when you're hiring. But once they're there, you're like, hey, what keeps you motivated? Are you someone who wants a $5 gift card to Starbucks, although you can barely get anything for $5 these days? Um, or are you someone who's like, just give me an extra 20 bucks at the end of a quarter? Or are you someone who just wants me to say, thank you, written out in an email, and that's more than enough? Are you someone who wants me to buy you a scarf? Or are you someone who's like, 
here's a pen because I know you're obsessed with pens and I bought you your favorite pen. Those little things all add up and you're like, I can buy a pen. Those are $2.99 at Staples. Absolutely. But knowing what your team member's favorite pen is, is that little thing that makes them say, wow, my manager really cares and goes the extra mile for me. So now I'm going to in turn go the extra mile for them. And that costs you $2.99 plus tax in comparison to hiring a new person, getting them trained up, and whatever kind of loss you might incur by having a gap in a team member. So those little things, the little recognition, the little comments, those small, not expensive gifts, just as much as like, don't get me wrong, a nice bonus is always appreciated. Those kind of things help your team members to say, this is for me. I'm so excited to be around here. And again, the Enneagram is just one one of many ways that you can know your team members on a deeper level, build that team dynamics, collaborate with each other so that you can continue. If you have never heard of the Enneagram before today, I will drop a link in the show notes for a Truity link that you can take a free Enneagram assessment. It is an affiliate link if you choose to pay for the additional resources that it provides, but you can get a lot from the free test alone to know about your type and continue to explore on that website to know how these different types work with each other as well. So excited for you to continue to plan out what's ahead in your business and the team that's going to support you in achieving those goals. And as always, if I can help you, find me on Instagram, drop me a DM, and let me know what questions you have. Until next time, dream loudly. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Amplify Ambition. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know. And until next time, dream loudly.